Episode 39, the sacred art thingy. <laughs> thingy. I know it's been a while since we did this because you were sick, but boy. Uh, yeah, we kind of, it got away from us last week. Uh, you were out of school for three days. Um, then there was other people. Mason had games. Uh, you had a makeup game. Then you had a real game. And then we went to a different game at the weekend. Um, I had my uh, SL review after school, so I was really late yesterday. Um, your game just got cancelled for tonight, so I thought, finally, we might actually get a chance to record this. Um, I think we're only going to do half of the review. We're going to focus on the Sacred Heart part. We did go to see another game, but I think we'll save that for another episode. Perhaps when things like this happen, like we don't have a week we can record, we'll have something we can just drop in there. So we do have another stadium that we visited, but we can talk about that then. All right, Jay, I got you to help me out this week. Tell me a little bit about and Sacred Heart. we have Heart. a special guest, Heal Cat. <laughs> Jessie could be lying down next to us as well. Yep. I don't know what she thought of a musical instrument playing at the start, but she's still here, so I didn't bother her too much. Alright, tell us about Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart is a private Roman Catholic university in Fairfield, Connecticut, and founded in 1963. Happy 60th anniversary, Sacred Heart, I guess. Sacred Heart is the second largest Catholic university in New England behind Boston College. I gotta Isn't admit... Boston College in Boston? Uh, yeah, New England. It doesn't say Connecticut. It says in New England. New England's like Connecticut, uh, Rhode Island, uh, Massachusetts. Why is it all of this? That's what New England is. That's originally, I'm assuming that's originally something to do with like the uh, the Pilgrims, England. right? When they came across to... Uh, the English people. What's the rock that we saw? Is it Pilgrim Rock? I think that's what it's called, right? So I think it's just I that area. Know. Remember at that point, there Chimney? wasn't, there was no states. Chimney Rock? No. <laughs> No, not Chimney Rock. No, there was no states at that point, so it was just an area, oh, yeah, and the true. people moved from England to the New England. So um, I don't know the exact history, but I'm guessing that's why it is. Um, enrollment has risen from the original class of 173, man, that's a small university, to over 8,500 full and part-time undergraduate and graduate students. Uh, the faculty has increased from 9 to 281. <laughs> that's a pretty big increase as well. But for 8,000? Uh, well, for 8,000, yeah. Well, um, high schools, to give you some context, um, my high school's a little smaller, but most high schools are about uh, three, 4,000, and they probably have about 150 people. So it, it's probably about right. If you double both of those numbers, it so gets pretty like close to that. So it's like 20 for each person? Um, I, wow, yeah, it works that quicker. Uh, it's about 30 on this one, but yeah, for, it's about it's yeah, 20, 20 to 30, something like that. That's a lot. Um, the university has 32 varsity teams that compete in Division 1. 32? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of teams, right? I bet if I asked you to name 32 sports, you'd struggle. Obviously, there's some, like, male and female ones, so there's probably, like, men's soccer and women's soccer. I'm not going to do it right now. And a wrestling link for us, JJ. In 2012, yeah. the university opened a new student commons building named the Linda E. McMahon Students McMahon. Common after McMahon donated $5 million to the university. The new commons includes Vince. dining... F Vince's wife, Linda. Uh, dining facilities, lounge space, and a bookstore. Uh, in 2012, the university ranked as America's least affordable university uh, in a Newsweek ranking. I can Ouch. see why. And in 2019, Sacred Heart was ranked on Princeton's reviews list of the best schools, including 10th for the happiest students. And it says in 2020, Sacred Heart announced plans to build a $60 million hockey arena. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. And hockey? All right, hockey? alumni. 
We got some baseball links here, JJ. So go ahead and tell us about the alumni. Tell us about Zach Short. Zach Short was selected by the Chicago Cubs in the 17th round of the 2016 Major League Baseball draft. Short was added to to Chicago's 40-man roster following the 2019 season. On August on August 31st, 2020, the Cubs traded Short to the Detroit Tigers. They did. On April 21st, 2021, Short was promoted to the major leagues for the first time. He finished with a batting average of a buck 41, yeah. a buck 41 in 61 games. Uh, Short spent the majority of the 2022 season with the Toledo Mudhens, playing in 120 games and hitting 229. I want to go see the Mudhens. With 11 home runs. It's not too far away from Papa. It's only like an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, 60 RBIs and 11 stolen bases. Short was optioned to AAA Toledo to begin the 2023 season. And that's where I left it. Now, I'm not saying it was a good thing that you were sick, JJ, but in the days after, when I started to look, I also found some other stuff. So, uh, NEC Baseball, uh, Zach Short was called up to the At Tigers and went yard with a 418-foot solo shot for yesterday. So, he's actually been called up again, by, uh, been called up to the Tigers, and um, yeah, got a home run. So, uh, since, it's been a few days since, I haven't looked to see any more about that. Um, one more player who was on here as well uh we got jason foley foley left after his junior season in college and went undrafted in the mlb draft before ultimately getting signed by the tigers another sacred heart buddy yep or organization who noticed him during his summer ball work in 2016 on june 6th 2021 the tigers selected foley's contract and promoted him to the major leagues for his first time. At the time of his promotion, Foley had a 3.60 ERA, 101.40 whip. A hundred whip would be pretty bad. That means you give up a hundred walks or hits every uh -huh. inning. One, 1. <laughs> 1.40 whip in 10 strikeouts and 9 appearances. Mm -hmm. Ten innings pitched with the Toledo Mudheads. So basically, he's a relief pitcher then. If you if you had nine appearances and ten innings, it's like one inning per appearance, pretty much. Uh, he made his MLD debut that day, pitched a score of an inning relief against the Chicago White Sox. Foley pitched in middle relief for the 2022 Tigers, appearing in 60 games with a 3.88 ERA and 43 strikeouts, and. Fairly recently, JJ, this is good how it got timed, April 18th, 2023, Foley recorded his first Major League save, pitching a 1-2-3-9 thing against the Cleveland Guardians to oh, preserve nice. a 1-0 Tigers victory. So it was oh, lucky, the two people who happened to be from Sacred Heart, while I was doing the research for it, it happened that they had some relevant information um, for Major Leagues um, just within and a few days. And they're both in the Tigers. Yeah, both were the Tigers as well, yep. I wonder if they... Um, I don't actually know the times that they played, so I'm not sure if they played together at the same time. Uh, one says... Uh, yeah, one says they noticed him during summer ball, and the other one said he was drafted in the 2016th. So I'm not sure if they played at the same time or not. All right, give us a little bit of history then between uh, Sacred Heart and Coppin. Obviously, they're not in the same conferences, <laughs> but they have played three times before. Um, March, 9, March 18th, twenty. 2006, they had double header at Coppin. Yes, they, they won five to three in the first game. They lost three to six in the second game. Yep. And on um, March 19th, 2006, um, at Coppin, they lost nine to twelve. 
uh, they did. So it's been 17 years since they last played. And this was a strange little series. Originally, it was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we were super excited because you had a game off. Um, you didn't have a Sunday game, a Saturday game. So we're like, great, we can go to Saturday and Sunday. And then the weather moved it to, I think it was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I want to say. And then it moved it to a double header Thursday and a single header on Friday. So I was like, sorry, buddy, you don't get to see a game at all. Um, the double header was played on the Thursday, but they also announced that because of weather, the Friday game was moving to Saturday. So finally, we did actually get to see a game from this. So it, I thought we were going to get to see two, then I thought one, then I thought zero. And in the end, we did get to see one, but it was a little bit confusing for sure. So we did not go to the uh, the Thursday game because obviously we were at school. So there's it was the double header. This is game one and this is game two. So talk us through game one. How did it go? All right. In the fourth Sacred Heart scored one run. Mm -hmm. The fifth Sacred Heart scored two runs. The sixth Sacred Heart scored one run. Mm -hmm. I don't want to continue. <laughs> the eighth and in the Sacred Heart scored seven. And Coffin State scored one, so it's 11 to 1 at that point. Uh, Sacred Heart added one more in the ninth. Coffin State added three, but it was too little. Uh, 12 to 4 final score, but Jay, look at the hits. Jeez. So, so what do you notice? Coffin got 10, and Sacred Heart got 9. They did, so it kind of went against the run of play a little bit. Um, Jake Babushak, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly had the win and uh nico felber took the loss uh the game started at four so i wonder if they it's changed unlike the... nico well yeah i wonder if they took change the time as well uh attendance did you see no <laughs> 100 <laughs> shocker uh 60s and overcast uh jake actually for sacred heart went seven innings no earned runs only one walk and nine strikeouts so uh yeah the game was very fast particularly good and i don't know if you noticed then jj as well nico actually started this game Seven innings, mm -hmm. only two earned runs. So it's not like Nico pitched badly in this game at seven? all. Seven? Yeah, seven innings. Yeah, he wasn't coming in as mid-relief on for, on for this one. And then uh, John Neal came in and Giovanni Canales also came in on this one. A um, couple of things it said in the review. It said Jordan Hamburg, Mike Dorsian, Brian Nicholas and Nathan Bidette all had two hit games. Uh, while Dorsian and Bidette also drew walks and scored a run. Alright, so they lost the first one. So what about the second game that was at start 7.05? Um, and the first Sacred Heart scored one, and Coffin scored three, mm, the second start. Sacred Heart scored seven. Dope. What's with seven? I know, like it was the next to last inning of the first game, and it was the first to last, it was the second, yeah. And the third Sacred Heart scored one. What's with seven and then one? I don't know. But yeah, to get seven twice was annoying. For sure. And then in the 7th and 8th, Sacred Heart scored 1 in both. Final score? Uh, the final score was 11 to 3. What about the number of hits? 10 by each team. So after the two games, Coffin State had more hits in total, and they didn't win a single game. So it's obviously when the hits come that makes it uh, the interesting side. But yeah, frustrating for Coppin State for sure. Um, attendance, oh, shocker, 100. And uh, 60s and Breezy again for this one. Uh, Jake, Jack Kramer opened up for Sacred Heart, but Michael Antonito uh, picked up the win, his first win of the season. He went three innings and didn't give up any runs in the middle. Uh, Coppin State started with Tyler Nickel, who took the loss. Uh, Christian, Timmy, and Rashad came in as well. 
Uh, yeah, 1.1 in in seven earned runs, unfortunately, and six walks as well. So obviously uh, Tyler's control was a little bit off on this day. So that, I think that's probably why they brought in uh, Christian uh, for that one. Uh, Bryce Thompson went three for four, including his first career home run, while Jordan Hamburg and Brian Nicholas each had a pair of hits. Now the thing for us, JJ, unless I'm mixing up my games for this one, wasn't the previous series, and I'm forgetting now because it's been so long ago, we saw Jordan in that like cast or he had something on his foot yeah. and we were like, uh-oh. Um, I thought he might have been out for the rest of the season because obviously the season's pretty short, but no, Jordan was back in this one. So that, that was kind of good that we're like, whew, because obviously Jordan can help with pitching, batting and fielding. So he's a big part of obviously the Coppin State team. So Friday's game did get cancelled, JJ. So on Saturday, um, I think it was a one o'clock game. We didn't get straight to the game, but we did make a little stop on the way up. So where did we stop? Not too far away. The from Robinson Coppin. Nature Center. Uh huh. Our mission is to facilitate the enjoyment and understanding of our natural resources, and to bridge the gap between people and nature by inspiring sound environmental awareness. We promote responsible stewardship of all of our nature resources and strive to connect people of all ages of all ages with nature through experience-based ed education now one of the things i liked about this place was the fact that uh, kids are actually classed as up to 17. so mason actually got included yeah. as a kid because we saw that one place where it was six and it was, it was like that's ridiculous that's so that was kind of six-year-old is insane it, it was a little crazy it's for money so uh, well it definitely is um really interesting place i didn't know much about it but we spent over an hour there i thought it would just be a quick little stop um they did have a special day on when we were there but we did not get to do like the hike or anything um, but we saw that there was quite a few signs on the outside, so it's probably a place we'll stop at when we've got a bit more time. Um, anything that stood out to you at that place at all? Mm. I got one thing there that stood out. There was a huge bison statue. Uh, yeah, there was definitely a uh, stuffed bison. I was actually thinking the downstairs in the quiet area, there was uh, something that came from the outside oh, yeah. to the inside. There was a big thingy of Mababa bees. <laughs> a hive? Yeah. Yeah, there was a hive of bees. There was a little tube that you could come in and you can actually see them working on the honeycombs. I thought that was fascinating. I could have watched that for, for hours. I thought that was really cool that you could see that. So, yeah, really interesting place. They did have a lot of stuffed animals. And when you kind of looked up, you'd suddenly notice, oh, my gosh, there's like an eagle up there that they had as well. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Now, before we get to this game, there was one thing I missed on the last one. Um, when we went to the St. Mary's game, I forgot to mention the anthem. It was only as I was listening to the anthem in this game that I suddenly realized, do you remember? It started in the middle of the oh, song. Yeah. It was like, what? No, like, it was normally like, it's, oh, no, see. And no, it was, was like five seconds into it. It was more than five like, seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand. For the national anthem. But it yeah, started in the middle. But that was like halfway through. At the it point. was, yeah, it was really strange. Everyone's kind of looking around at each other. But no, they, they did the anthem, but I wanted to mention that one for sure. Um, we meant to try and get there early. I don't think we got there as early as we planned, but I can't quite remember why. I think we got there a little bit before the start, but hey, I don't know. All right, so anything particularly you remember for this game, or do you just want to go straight into uh, the score for this one? No. So tell us about the game, then. All right, in the first, Coffin scored one. In the second, Sacred Heart scored one. And Coffin scored eight. In the fourth... So, hold on, so hold on. Nine, one after two innings? Mm -hmm. I think we picked the right game to go to then, right? Yeah. In the fourth, Coffin scored two. In the seventh, Coffin scored one. In the eighth, Coffin scored one. Uh-huh. Final score? 13 to one. 
10 hits for Coppin again. So I think this is three games in a row where Coppin's had 10 or more hits. Uh, two errors also on Sacred no, Heart it's as well. Ten, no, it's nine or more. Oh, did one game they have nine? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 11, 10, 10. No. I, I'm pretty good at remembering my numbers. Uh, no, Sacred Heart had nine. Coppin State had 10. And then they had 10. And then, oh, that's three games in a row. They had exactly 10 hits. Whoa. That must ten. be their magic number then, I guess. Um, uh, 2045. Now, one thing I did notice about this game, and I'm just looking now to check. There was a lot of people at this game. There was a lot of Sacred Why? Heart fans for this one. And I said, I bet they'll just put 100 again. Nope. Apparently not, JJ. 150 for this one. I can believe that. There was a, yeah, there was a lot of people. But I don't one, think sure. it's actually that much. Um, it felt like a lot. It, I think it, it's more like a 100. I, I don't know. To me, it, it was the most amount of noise I think I've heard, of, with the exception perhaps of the Miak tournament. Um, that was the most I've seen of the Joe, or heard of the Joe, I think. I can't the think of another the one. The Miak tournament was it at the Joe. That's why I said, at the Joe. I said, I've heard the most noise at the Miak tournament, but at the Joe, this was the most amount of noise that I'd actually heard for this one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of, with it perhaps being a Saturday game. I don't know. Sacred Hearts, Connecticut. It's not like it's that close or anything. So, they must uh, have took the time to travel down. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I wrote some of the scoring summary down. Uh, Mike Dorsey and single to the shortstop. Um, McCallum advanced to second. Hamburg scored. That was the first run. Um, then they tied it up at 1-1. Uh, Hankins flied out to uh, SF. Oh, sorry, to right field. Uh, SF. Oh, sacrifice fly, of course. Uh, I'll be, I couldn't remember what the code stood for. Uh, Black advanced to third and Thompson scored. And then Jordan Hamburg homered to left field. Uh, three RBIs. And I think the reason I put it was, there were some big hits out to left field that I just know. didn't quite get out there. You were like, oh, that's a home run. And it was just inside the fence. And um, yeah, I think you actually got the ball for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that. I know you like to go and track the balls, and sometimes the players beat you to it. But mm -hmm. for this one, it was uh, yeah, you got there first. No they one seemed to didn't go out. go out for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, they, it was quite a while. I think in and... the second inning, because they scored eight, we thought they were going to get more, and then and we thought that we were going to finally figure out what happens after. 10 runs have scored. I'm glad you mentioned that. I mentioned it on Twitter at the time because you said, what happens if they get to 10? I was like, I don't know because there's only one space. There's only space for one number. Um, I did try tagging Coppin Sports but they didn't respond but probably they were they were doing the commentary for the game so mm -hmm. they probably didn't have time to respond. So yeah, I don't know. It's going to remain a mystery until we actually see the score for that one. Um, any particular performances you noticed? We mentioned um... that Jordan had a home run but um, with that amount of uh, hits and Runs, any particular performance? Jordan stand had out? two hits and two runs. Uh huh. And four RBIs. Liam yep. had three hits. Mm hmm. That's pretty good. Hold and then after Mike, that, kind of spread out a little um, bit. Jordan and Brett um, had two runs. And uh, Brody, who was uh, about ninth for this game, uh, had two, two hits as well. So, two um, runs. It, well, he had two runs as well. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, looking at the Sacred Heart, it was, uh, yeah, with the exception of the opener, Zach had one hit. Uh, second and third had no hits at all. The third person had one hit, and then the fourth person had one hit, and, th and that was it. Sorry, the fifth person had one hit. And then, uh, yeah, after that, zero, zero, zero. So, yeah, a lot of zeros for that one. Um, the other thing for this one as well, JJ, is I'm not sure if I gave you the pitching stats for this one. Uh, I think it's this one here. Look how many pitches that Sacred Heart went through. Because we lost count at one point. We're like, how many is that? I was like, I don't know. I lost track. I don't think I've ever seen so many Nine. pitches. Nine pitches. And they only pitched eight innings. Because Coppin State didn't have to bat in the nine. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Kane took the loss. 
Uh, 1.2 innings to begin with. Jake McDowell came in, couldn't get an out, uh, so he went out. Uh, Mitch Hawkins came in for two innings. Michael Antonito came in for 1.1. Michael Boyan, one inning. Uh, Jacob Weiberg, 0.2. Charlie Costello, 0.1. Tyler Biggs, 0.2. And Trent, 0.1. Now, it might just have been that they were trying to give everybody a pitch. Um, it might just be that they don't have another game for a week, so it's like, hey, why not? Like, we've lost this game anyway. Like, everyone getting a little bit of work so they can see how they're actually doing. Um, some of those people only pitched four inning, uh, four balls before that their session was done. Uh, Charlie also pitched only just five innings. Nick gave up six runs. And that's why he took the loss, yeah. It's a lot. But it's mainly the top. Like, uh, um, Nick, Jake, and Mitch, they give up 10 of the runs. And then after that, it was a lot tighter from the other people. Uh, whereas Coppin State, once again, Marcus Herron is an absolute workhorse right now. Seven innings again. Just one Jeez. earned run. Uh, five strikeouts. 99 pitches. So they stopped him just before 100. And uh, why not? You should have let him got 100. You want to see him? Oh, you want to see him? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Because I wondered if he'd get a complete game. But then I was then I looked at the pitch count. I was like, oh, no, he can't. There's no way he's getting that. Uh, Jordan only... came in for one inning. Um, no earned runs. And uh, Richard Ruff got the... Well, I was going say he got the save but he didn't get a save because it was too far apart so it's not just at the end it's got to be within a certain amount of runs uh but Rashad came in for one inning as well uh one hit and uh no earned runs actually Jordan didn't even give up a hit yeah total number of hits just three hits over the whole game I said my review my quick review on Twitter was I think that's the best overall performance we've seen from Coppin State all year in terms of look how many hits they had um they were just we the felt runs. that and runs, like, we just felt that they could have scored more. Like you said, they had eight, and you wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have got ten or eleven. And there was other occasions when they were walking people as well, putting people on bases, and, um, yeah, they just couldn't always convert on all those occasions. But uh, the pitching as well. I thought all sides of this game was by far um, the most complete game. Um, anything else to add for this one? Any little stories while you were fetching the ball? No. Well, sometimes you uh, did no. you did you? I don't remember what balls you got from this one. Did you did the home run ball? I think you gave back because um, I said, "Hey, make sure you tell them." Um, um, there's a there's a lot of balls. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, you had they... a little bit of competition at one point. Oh yeah, they only left. for about an inning or two, but they left. yeah, they did. But oh yeah, that... me and Mason um found a ball. Um, it actually Mason did. It was like a very fuzzy ball. A tennis ball? No, it was a baseball, but it was kind of fuzzy. Oh, okay. So they, um, it must have cracked and bits were coming out from it. Um, I think. Um, and then like I got down in like a catching position, uh -huh. and he like did pitching to me, uh -huh. and he said that um that when they hit it to throw it really far. Okay. And um the first person who I thought to bat was Barry Bonds, <laughs> and um, of course I threw it after like two pitches. Uh, Barry Bonds could definitely hit it a long way. It said it was a home run. Tell us how your Baltimore Orioles have been doing. Your team that has the second best record in the yep. majors right now. Tell them, tell us how they've been doing. They won seven to four against the, the Tigers. Now They're this goes back a long way, and I actually had to reproduce this because originally this was only supposed to go up to like May first, May second. Um, so I went back a little bit. So this is April twenty seventh to May sixth. Okay. Dang. I just noticed the attendance for the Atlanta series. Uh, is it good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a lot um, of people in Atlanta. The yeah. second Detroit game was postponed. Five game series against Detroit. Well, no, one was postponed, so they I rescheduled know. it. All right, um, they lost 7-4. They won, so they won 7-4, and then they lost 7-4. <laughs> 
Um, I just noticed, actually, uh, Rodriguez got the win on, uh, pitched in one game, and then there was another Rodriguez. I was like, he's pitching two games in a row, uh, but they had different uh, records to begin with, so it was obviously a different Rodriguez who's pitching. But um, you'd have to know if you wanted to see your picture, like which Rodriguez is pitching. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled the same, too. Yep. Um, they won 6-4. to four. Mm-hmm. They lost. They won five to three, uh-huh. um, and they won eleven to seven against Kansas City. And at that point, their record's twenty and nine. They're eleven games over five hundred already. That's incredible. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Keep going. They lost six zero, mm-hmm. and then they won thirteen ten, mm-hmm. and then they won nine to four against Atlanta. Yep. They lost five to four against. Atlanta. So 22 and 11, and unfortunately on Sunday we were tracking that game. It went to the extras. It looked like the Orioles were going to get the win, uh, but Atlanta came back and scored and then won it in the 11th, I want to say. So as of Sunday, their record's 22 the and 12. The attendance at the Atlanta series was insane. 40,000 and then 41,000. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and whereas in Kansas City, um, 10,000. But that's because Kansas City is not a good team right now. And Detroit is not particularly a good team. Well, there team. was one Saturday game. That's Saturday. So Saturday you got more people can go. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a giveaway as well. So that's probably going to make that a lot better. But no, I, I would agree. Now, my Red Sox, Jay, I was not... I, I haven't had high hopes for this Red Sox team at all this year. Um, I started from Friday. So against Cleveland, they lost 5-2. to two, uh, Which gave them 13-14 and 14 record on the season. So I, we just talked about how good the Orioles are doing. You like 10, 11, 12. 12 games over 500. We're one game under 500 right now. So, but then it started to take off. They beat Cleveland 8 to 7 in, in extra innings. They beat Cleveland 7 to 1. They beat Toronto 6 5, 7 6, 8 3, and 11 5. Now, what was particularly impressive about those games is last season against Toronto, Toronto had a 16 and 3 record against the Red Sox. And in one series, the Red Sox already has more wins than they had the whole of last year against Toronto. Uh, Philadelphia, they won 5-3, and then Philadelphia, they beat 7-4. So that was an eight-game win streak. That was the hottest streak in baseball at that time. Uh, 21-14, so they're catching up the Orioles in terms of wins. Uh, Sunday, same kind of deal. They unfortunately lost. I know Bryce Harper hit a home run. Uh, but coming up this week, they have uh, a two-game set against Atlanta, which could be tough, as you guys saw, and uh, St. Louis. So I'm kind of optimistic the, that they might be able to get some sort of result the against The May 7th they're bad. Philadelphia game is mm-hmm. expensive. Um, yeah, the, it was. I looked, because I said, oh, we could probably go. And then I saw the prices. Tickets as low as 60 I was like, what? There's a Friday game and a Saturday game. Yep. They both have... 43,000 attendance. That's the deal. See, that's the but thing. But on when you Friday, can, uh, mm-hmm. it's a work day. Uh, it's not, because it's in the evening. You leave work, and then it's like, let's drop everything. Let's go see a game. It's been a hard week. Let's go watch a game. So people okay. people will do that. I like watching games on Friday night. I think it's kind of cool. No, it, it's great that there was uh, such interest in that games, but mm-hmm. not in terms of us uh, being able to sell it. So, um, yeah. Um, we do have the the Coppin State review for last weekend. Obviously, we're running a, a little bit behind now just because yeah. of uh, not being able to record. Um, but we'll release that hopefully before the weekend, uh, but we'll see how it goes. All right, so we also forgot to talk about your games as well. We mentioned there was two games this uh, week. So mm-hmm. Friday's game, um, you were catching. So anything you remember about Friday's game in particular? You don't, obviously I don't want to talk about it. 
Alright, you guys took the loss in that game, but um, I would say you did a good job blocking. Um, from a, I would say you were, scored. You were kind of weak on that game, and catching's obviously a game, a position where you're involved a lot, and there were some wild pitches in that game, so you had to kind of get up quickly, get the ball, throw it back in. So it was kind of busy for you. So, um, but yeah, no. Alright, what about the Saturday game then? This might be a one. You did. It was the Braves' first win of the season. And um, you got to pitch again. Any memories from pitching? No. Uh, I'll tell you your line then. It was uh, two innings. Um, I think only two hits. Actually, no, it was one hit. Uh, five strikeouts. I know hit them in one inning. And, uh, yeah, you went one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. So, um, yeah, no, your strikeouts were really good. Um, the only other out was actually on, um, they were trying to steal a base. And uh, you guys managed to put the tag on them. So, uh, oh, I remember what I wanted to talk to you about on the Friday game. You managed to get an out, which was really impressive. Um, the pitch, I'm not quite sure what the pitcher did. It was really wild. Instead of going to home plate, it went halfway between uh, home plate and first base. So you had to run and get it. It's because so he... Um... It's because it got stuck in his hand. Uh-huh. It hit the ground and then rolled over. Uh-huh. So his arm action wasn't very good. But there was a guy on second who tried to steal. Um, he easily obviously made it to third, no problems. But he tried to get home, and you sprinted towards home plate, but you couldn't put the tag on him because the batter didn't get out of the batter's box. So um, that's called interference because you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. So you did actually get the out for that one by hustling hard. So that was definitely one um, I wanted to mention for sure. And um, we'll talk about it more at the weekend get on, when we do our next review. Uh, but there was one thing that we, uh, we did see in the game. Uh, or I saw in the game, and then I showed it to you. So we saw the pitch in the first inning. Uh, the ball hit Josh in the face. Uh, he had his helmet on, but it still kind of it just kind of got away from the pitcher. Um, we didn't see much because it's what the camera shows you, but we did see Mike Dorsey coming to him quickly to try and get something like on his nose to stop the bleeding or something. Um, he did have to leave the game, unfortunately, but we'll talk about that game more specifically. But we hope that he's fine and he can play um, in the season. Yeah, um, I'm hoping it's not a season-ending injury because it is pretty close uh, to the end. Um, I don't know. Normally things like that, it looks like a broken nose. I haven't seen any updates. But yeah, Josh, uh, from both of us, I um, hope you're feeling okay. And we hope to see you in action again soon.